The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. National Football League draft <laughs> rapidly approaching. Uh, we talked about uh, wrestling going back to live and Ronda Rousey's uh, situation, but I'll ask you, uh, NBA horse, uh, what mm. you think of the NBA horse uh, competition? Look, I, I'm not going to take shots at people that are looking to provide us some content, but obviously, like, it wasn't great. I, I didn't make it through the entirety of the competition. Um, I was, I mean, Cha- the Chauncey Trey Young matchup was. Like we're only doing free throws. Like Lame. I, like I turned to my Is that dad. What you're looking for, yeah. Yeah, I go, I go, I go, Dad. Like nobody's even like bounced the ball off the court and like try. You know what I mean? Like you know when you like bounce it and you try and make it like no one's done anything cool. Well, that was like, my I, thing. Yeah, it wasn't so much because everyone was complaining about the the quality of the video. Nah, she. Which yeah, and I, I even defended them. I said, guys, they're doing their best. Like it's not easy to do what they're yeah. doing uh, with this. But you're right. Like I can tell right away. Trey Young starts the first shot. He does a little layup. It's like, bro, like you were talking smack on Twitter about how half court only and stuff. Right. Like I actually thought Trey Young would be like on the other side of his lawn and stuff and be like bombing like 70 footers and saying, yeah. try that, Chauncey. Right? Like, yeah, like Trey Young played it safe to try to win and blew a 3 0 letter lead. And you know, it's also, funny how bad of a shooter he was. This is he, the thing. Was, he was missing free throws, Trey Young. Yeah. He's supposed to be this assassin. He's like, like threw a free throw on one foot. He couldn't do it. <laughs> And, and the, the, this is the weirdest thing, right? And it's part of the reason why it's like, oh, my God, like, look at that. I am convinced that there's no way he was anywhere near regulation with his free throws and three-point shots. Like, and what was his rim? Like, regulation height. It looked like he could be, like, he could dunk on it with ease. 
And Chauncey kept saying, and he's like, oh, come on, man, you're hating on or whatever. And then I guess Chauncey was, it's, I'm telling, this is the thing about horse. This is why I, like, when we did the basketball show with Jared, I was like, ah, Chauncey. is something, it's like that, you know when they talk like old man strength? It's like, you're not going to go out there and I feel like hand it to Chauncey Billups and horse. Like, he's like, yeah, because at one point he goes, yeah, I'm about to get going. I'm going to put you in the dirt. And then it's just, he rips off five in a row. Yeah, no, well, that's the thing. Chauncey, he doesn't miss. And I thought that Billups uh, had a chance coming into this thing. My pick was quickly before, and you mm-hmm. saw she doesn't miss. Like, she, she's deadly. Yet, I didn't realize it was going to be stretched out as long as it was. I thought it was like a one-night deal um, as well. You, you know, you're betting, people are betting on something. <laughs> Someone's in a gym. Right. Someone else is like windy as hell. Tamika Katchin was going to blow away. Like, you hear <sighs> the wind. She's right, like, hold right. on, I'm waiting for the wind to die down. <laughs> like, yeah. Right away, I thought, I'm like, man, anyone had bet on her, you're screwed. She's yeah. in Oklahoma in the wind type of thing. Like, she said, like, some crazy wind plays. Yeah, I was surprised, too, that Trey Young was all awkward. His driveway was sideways. He's, like, taking shots. Yeah. His, yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't, uh, I guess, he hasn't gotten that extension that he obviously will get from the Hawks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he a very, very nice gym, you know what I mean? Like, I wanted him to throw it off, like, the roof of his house. And then Chauncey be like, well, what am I supposed to do? And then he'd be like, ah, you got a letter. Like, they didn't have – Trey Young didn't have fun with it, like, in my opinion. Which is, like, uh, again, what it is. You know, to me, like, the funnest you know, one was actually Chris Paul and Quigley. Where that was the best one. Where there was a, there was a little five-minute span there where neither of them missed. Mm-hmm. And Chris Paul actually was trying, like, stupid stuff. <laughs> like, I remember <laughs> saw Paul, like – Paul was like, all right, stand on one foot, turn around, spin around, <laughs> jump, and do it with your left hand. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and it's obviously something he's done a lot. Right. And he did it. Tutu swish, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, let's see, let's see you do that, Ali. She did it. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, you can see him. He sort of dribbled the ball hard. He's like, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. Let me raise it up a notch. I was like, mm-hmm. you ain't beating her, bro. You, you ain't beating her, but that's how desperate we are now. Just, that's, that's what it kind of came down to. But we do have the NFL draft um, yeah. around the corner uh, right now. So let me ask you, me and Cam have spent a lot of time talking about the props. What are like one, two, or three of your, your, your top bets right now so far that you're looking at coming into the draft? So I'll tell you, so I did that, um, that top 10 mock draft video on the Grid's YouTube channel for those who haven't seen it, and I gave out like a top three bets on that video. Two of them within 24 hours. I, f- I think I like to believe that people who saw the video started to get after it. There's a, a tab. And this is the cool thing about the FanDuel Sportsbook. They've got a lot of different tabs you can go through. And it's offense or defense. And it's whether the team will select offense or defense with their first pick. Yeah. And the Panthers were plus 112 to take defense. And I was like, that's wild. That's Isaiah Simmons or Derek Brown. And it's now, I think, 280. Minus 280. Wow. And the Browns were minus 108 to take offense, minus 118 defense, minus 108 to take offense. And I said, I go, find a mock draft where they don't take an offensive tackle. You can't find one. It's now minus 430 for them to take offense. Now, what good is that to me Give like to, to give those people? Because you can't go bet those now. You missed the boat. I got a new one. The New Orleans Saints, uh, it's minus 108 for offense, minus 118 defense. I think the defense should be way higher. The 24th overall pick in the draft linebackers their biggest need and again you continually go through different mock drafts and you look at the team position needs it's linebacker 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 whether it be patrick queen out of lsu or kenneth murray out of oklahoma consistently the pick and anytime it goes off that beaten path it's like a, it's pretty much a corner so i think defense at minus 118 for the new orleans saints is really worth the look right now 
I can't, uh, I like your logic. One thing I'll say about Cleveland, it's almost like the number now dictates that you bet against that play. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I, because I, now, I, now it's super high and you don't, 100%. they are erratic, right? You know, that's the thing with, with football teams. And I, I bring this up often. They're not logical NFL football teams. You know, that's why they're bad. There's a reason why the Cleveland Browns have never been to a Super Bowl. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like pre-cap, post-cap. Oh, salary caps will equalize everything. Oh, it didn't equalize Jack for the Browns. Right. Hasn't changed anything for the Bengals. Hasn't I mean, changed anything for the Lions. Like, bad teams make bad decisions on an annual basis, right? So it's, it's, it's tough when you're betting on this draft, especially when you're betting on flaky teams. You never really know what they're going to do. So anytime I can get plus money with something like that, I'd like yeah. to take a look. No, I mean, and that's why plus 112 and minus 108 at the time, I'm like, oh, these are regular bets, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, these draft props that are favored to hit, I mean, you you got to – I think it's 200 bucks will win you a dollar that Joe Burrow will go inside the top five. Like, who, no, who's betting that? No one's betting that. You know what I mean? But now the way those odds have moved, I'd go the other direction on, on both bets if I had to because I'm not laying that kind of juice. And they're not – unfortunately, I wish you had more parlay options with the draft. Um, and, and, you know, Fandle's usually aggressive when it comes to parlays, so but the, oh, the, they're not doing it for this one. No, they don't. They don't like doing parlays for draft. Um, yeah. Philadelphia is minus 200. So you're Kevin's a Philadelphia Eagle fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're minus 200 to select uh, offense. Yeah. Uh, first uh, with their pick. Defense pays uh, plus 154 uh, right now at Fanduel. Yet it's pretty crazy. It's pretty. It's pretty crazy. The if you look at the odds, it's basically like Fanduel is locked in that it's going to be a wide receiver. It, like, this, there's people are like so that's what I'm talking about. Like every mock draft, every logical thing says, well, the Eagles need a wide receiver. Yep. Right. So that they're going to they're going to draft a wide receiver. It's as simple as that. Do you agree with that take? That they you know because it's weird. Certain teams put it this way. The Eagles have mm-hmm. always needed a wide receiver, and they haven't done it. Yeah. I'm a uh-huh. Buffalo Bill fan. Mm-hmm. Same thing, bro. We always need a wide receiver. We never yeah. draft a wide receiver, and it's baffling. It's like, you know we need a wide receiver, right. and we didn't do it again. Yeah, it's almost I, like I, you guys with defensive backs. Yeah. We, like, oh, so yeah. Everyone's, everyone's got I'm, you locked yeah. in now to a wide receiver. Wouldn't shock me. You guys could take a DB. You need DBs. Yeah, we could use, we could use a linebacker really, really bad. I, it's, it's really interesting. I mean – the one thing is you started to see more and more and more that apparently they're in love with Justin Jefferson. And if he's there, the LSU wide receiver, he's going to be the guy. But again, it's like, we, we, I remember, I remember we really talked about this a lot when it came to the Super Bowl when we were doing our preview shows on in-game live. Right. And I was like, Oh, I like this bet. And you were kind of, and I remember you kind of like, you know, you're giving me the game and you're like, look, we'll figure out why. Right. It's like the over under first touchdown number. Right. Say it was like 26 and a half. And I'm like, yeah, I think Damian Williams scores the first touchdown. And you're like, so Walsh, Bet Damian Williams to score the first touchdown. What are you like? You know what I mean? Like, so this is the thing. If I think they're going to take wide receiver because they're because they love Justin Jefferson, then I can bet Justin Jefferson at plus money to be the Eagles' first pick. And I'll add this quickly as well. Like, I, if they're going to take offense, it's almost a guarantee to be wide receiver. But there's a prop there. Will the Eagles take wide receiver with their first pick or linebacker, DB? Wide receivers minus two hundred. You just said the offense, defense is. They're also minus two hundred. Don't bet them to take wide receiver minus two hundred. Take offense, you've now added every offensive position for free. For free. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, you have to you have to play the markets at the FanDuel Sportsbook because they vary and there's value all over the place. It's nuts. So, as you mentioned, so Justin Jefferson's plus 155. 
Mm -hmm. to be uh, selected by the Philadelphia Eagles. First pick by the Eagles, Justin Jefferson, LSU. I'm a fan of his. Yeah, I like him a lot. He's actually not the most popular receiver in this draft. I mean, no, you no, know, no. some people have him fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, or whatever. There's, there's so many great receivers here, but it's amazing, just one after another. Denzel Mims. I don't see Mims going 21st overall. No, I think that's, I that's a little bit of a reach. That's at five to one. Ruggs is at uh, plus 650. I, I think Ruggs, I think the, the more interesting bet with oh, Ruggs. Value. I'd rather Ruggs at plus 650 than I'm just saying the bet of Jeff. Well, you can take them both. Sure. If you want to roll I, the dice and I, hope I, that they take Ruggs. I think there's a chance Ruggs comes off the board at 11 with the New York Jets. Reportedly, they love the kid. And they're the Jets, right? So if I think Jerry Judy's better and you think CeeDee Lamb's better, it doesn't matter. Because if Joe Douglas is obsessed with what I'm, I'm a Bills fan, so I hope the Jets are the Jets and screw up like they always do. But <laughs> this is the first draft with Joe Douglas in charge, right? He came after the draft last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, he and did. You know Douglas from Insane. Philadelphia. He knows what he's doing. He's good. No, he does. And I, I mean, this is the thing that to me, that's why I would think it'd be offensive line for them because the Eagles always prioritize offensive line. The Jets could still use another tackle. But if they're obsessed with rugs and they want to get the top, you know, wide receiver to them on the board, I think it's like plus 750. I don't have it up in front of me, but rugs to be the Jets' first pick. I mean, it's a better price. I would, I would say it's more likely the Jets take him than he lands all the way down the board to Philly. I don't think he falls that far. The Jets are interesting. C.D. Lamb makes a lot of sense to the Jets as well. It seems like, you know... Adam Gase is a weird dude because Adam Gase is an offensive mind and he's a good play caller. Like he is, he knows what he's doing, but at the same point in time, he hates star players. <laughs> so it's like, so basically it's almost like when they say, wow, there's my future ex-wife. Right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. like basically, basically Gase is drafting some stud player top, let's say CD lamb or Jew, Jerry Judy, Yet, he doesn't like you. And in three or four years, you'll be gone because you're going to clash with him because he doesn't like anyone as good. Like, it's weird. Like, Adam Gase wants to win, and he's a competitor, and he, he's got good, like, football IQ, but his people skills are so bad, he runs good players out all the time. Like, it, it's like yeah. a catch-22. Like, they'll always just be spinning their wheels. Maybe, though, I don't know. Maybe he'll have a better connection with guys that he drafts, and maybe they'll feel like Adam Gase guys I, I don't know if they that were six and two in the last side. eight games though i gotta give them credit yeah no and that's i mean and the thing is like you look at it man like they lose robbie anderson they bring in brashad perriman they needed more wide receiver talent last year so wide receiver makes sense um i mean but so does offensive tackle they try to throw a, a bunch of darts at the board throughout free agency when it comes to the offensive line but it wasn't a great free agency class for offensive linemen and they still need more help at that position no doubt about it so who do you want as a Philadelphia Eagle fan as oh, far as the I wide mean, receivers? Look, so Jefferson. I want Judy to Je fall. But Jefferson, I, I, but it's yeah, that's not happening. Actually, <laughs> you know what? It actually, I don't know. Like, it actually could. Wide receivers, me, teams hesitate. Yeah. There's so this many good ones, saying. right? Yes, so yes. teams yes. going to say, I like Judy, but I could get Ayuk in the second round. Hey. And he might be as good. And there's just so many of those. And then even some are going to say, I can get Ayuk now, but I can get this guy in the fourth round. So right. the wide receivers, it's such a deep class, it might hurt them where they get taken. That's what I'm trying to figure out is, does everybody say, now nah, I'll get my wide receiver in the second and it allows these guys to fall? Or if you remember a couple drafts back, 
when the Titans were at five and they grabbed Corey Davis. And I was like, what? Wow, that's pretty early. And then the yeah. Chargers were like, oh, well, we need to get our wide receiver. So they take Mike Williams. And then the Bengals are like, all right, us too. Yeah, and because these idiots in the NFL are like us in fantasy football. As soon yeah. as someone takes something, there's a run on that position. Right. Like, that's the thing. That should only happen in, in fantasy drafts, not the real NFL draft. But it's a thing. So if all of a sudden, right, at, uh, I don't know, what, let's say at seven, the Panthers are like, no, Jerry Judy's an elite talent. We don't need defense. And then, boom, it's Judy. Well, now that, you know, the, at nine, the Jaguars are like, well, CeeDee Lamb's the best player on the board. Let's do it. And now Ruggs at 11, and they're all gone before the, the Raiders are even up to the plate. A player that's getting a lot of love right now is uh, is Lynn Bowden of Kentucky. He's a he's a, tr- a trendy a trendy player uh, yeah. right now. Um, great great wide receiver class. There really is like, you know, like, you know, look, Hamler is not even in the top ten rankings of wide receivers out of Penn State, and this kid is good. Yeah. Mims, I think, is 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 ranked a little high. Um, Rieger is interesting as well. Mm-hmm. I, out of all these kids, though. I do like Jefferson. I like the I like the catches that he made, but he played in such a dynamic offense, right? Yeah. But what I liked about him was there was a lot of one-on-ones and that spectacular sort of one-handed catch. He reminds me of Beckham. He's like, a, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's who he reminds me of. Coming from the same school, same body height type. You know, it's funny too because people said the same thing about Beckham. He's not that fast. He doesn't have breakaway speed. Well, he seems to be fast enough to get open, right? <laughs> Seems to be fast enough to break 80-yard slants in the house. It's crazy the things that people will say to like downgrade certain players. But I, I, you know, I read it with Jefferson. He's not. Well, he ran a 4-4-3. What do you want from him? This is the thing with the Eagles, though. I could see them trading back. I could see them sitting there hoping like hell that one of those big three fall back. They don't, and they go. You know what? Who wants to come up here? Does anybody here want to jump the Pats to get Jordan Love? Like. Is anybody dying for a corner that's fallen? And it wouldn't surprise me if the Eagles traded back. Cause, and once that starts happening, that's when this offense-defense stuff and all these things get really weird. Because now you're there, and the Justin Jefferson's on the board, but they've traded back so far, and he comes off the board at 22 to the Vikings. Kevin Walsh. So, uh, Kevin, um, at least we've got the NFL draft right now. Yeah. I've been pretty pessimistic as far as the sports futures is concerned about you know, when leagues are going to play. But I think there is uh, a light at the end of the tunnel, guys. I think, you know, there is. There's still, there's still rough times ahead. There's not going to be complete normalcy for a while. Fans won't be involved for a while. But, you know, we can't guarantee anything, but I do think there will be NFL football. Does it start mm-hmm. September the 10th or whatever it is supposed to start on? I don't know. Nah. It might, might be starting in October or November. But I do think NFL football will uh, be around the corner. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Get on the grid, sports grid. I am Gabriel Morenci. I'm on the grid, and so is Kevin Walsh. Kevin, always a pleasure. How you doing? Doing good, Gabe. Uh, yeah, excited to get into it. You know, it's always fun. It's, it's a nice way to kind of start my week, these shows. Yeah, well, there's a lot of stuff uh, to get to, actually, Kevin. So let's get right down uh, to business, uh, actually. Um, Ronda Rousey. Ronda <laughs> Rousey uh, made waves uh, sure. over the weekend uh, by stating that she's done with professional wrestling. She didn't say she'd never wrestle again, but she said it isn't something that she could do full time and put her entire life into it. I have a family and I love my kids mm -hmm. and my husband and all that other uh, type of stuff. And then she went on to say, uh, but really it's because of the ungrateful, unappreciative fans. Yeah. And she upset a lot of people. She upset other wrestlers. There was the talk of, you know, you take, you know, all you people take fake fighting so seriously. It's fake. It's not real. Everybody needs to chill out. People got very upset. Yet I ask you, was this just a work? Was it a shoot to get her back, you know, get her name back in, you know, what better way to make her a villain yeah. than to say, you know what, the fans are stupid and I hate them. Yeah, so the thing is, like, Ronda is a true fan. Like, she's a fan of professional wrestling. Like, that, that's a real thing. Like, her love for Piper is real. I don't know if you ever heard of PWG, but it's, like, an independent in Southern California. That's, like, all of the best wrestlers today have come through there. There's clips of her ringside at a PWG event. Somebody actually, it's a great little spot. They bring over the guy they're wrestling, and they pull the arms back, and they tell Ronda to chop the dude. And this is before she had ever got into wrestling. Like, like so she is a legitimate fan. So... I think she's working. I think, and it's funny, she she sent out a great tweet where she quoted um, an all-time Hulk Hogan tweet where it's like, uh, good night, jabroni marks, when you work yourself into a work and all of a sudden you're working into a shoot. One of the, It's like Hogan, just brother, brother. But the thing just, with her is you never really know because that is her. So, right. you, you know what I mean? Like, she could have done, I think she really means it. And then and, after she spins it, like, oh, you know what, I'll just turn this into a shoot. Or it really is a little of pattern, a little bit of A and B. I think I think it's, you know, like a lot of times in wrestling when you get the best stuff, it's when there's a little bit of realism that's, like, added into it. And this was part of her character as she was coming to the end of her, I guess, first run, if you will, uh, at WrestleMania 35, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair in the main event. Um, kind of just, like, taking shots at the fans. The one thing about the, like, again, shoot people do shoot and all that, but it's not helpful when she completely drags down wrestling and she's like, it's fake fighting because now it's like, well, who's benefiting from this? Like when you lose, 
You look like an idiot because you just lost in your in your fake fight. But now who's getting over, right? Because nobody's beating Ronda. They're just being booked to win matches. So it doesn't have the same feel. I, that's why it doesn't... There's there's different ways they could do it. She you know, To me, she's more... I was going to say she's more trouble than she's worth. But I just punched Ronda Rousey's name in right now. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get the quotes. And you know what site I'm reading this off of right now? People.com. I don't Look, think, like, you know what I mean? Is people.com talking about, you know what Misha Tate is saying right now? No. no and, also, right? and say, you and I talk about Brock Lesnar sucking and about how bad <laughs> he is, right? And he is just terrible. Yeah, right. That, I don't know. Like, they, you know, Kurt Angle said he puts ass in the seats. Evidently, he gets people attention. Otherwise, Dana White in the UFC wouldn't bend over backwards for him all the time either. Right. And here's the other thing with Ronda. You have to give her her credit, right? Like, so the women's revolution was something that was continually building throughout WWE. But I don't know if they main event WrestleMania without Ronda Rousey. Like, that's a real thing. And that's a good point. I, def- I, I definitely think that she could be working towards a comeback. But I'll tell you this. There's a way for them to execute this. And it's this is where you have to, unfortunately, put your faith into the WWE to tell the story appropriately. Where... They take shots at, and she has to be willing to it. They Just take put her in a put her in a funhouse match. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they gotta take shots at her. This at, is your life, Rhonda. Holly Holm knocking her out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Bray would See, be. The thing old. is, with wrestling is though, and you know, I've followed Rhonda. I've known like her entire career through 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 MMA and everything, and she really does though want it both ways in real life. That's why, like to me, there's a lot of truthfulness to this. She wants to be the badass bully. But she also wants to be the sweetheart girl next door that everyone loves at the same time, mm-hmm. right? And the biggest key to wrestling, and I was kidding about the fun match, uh, the fun house stuff. The biggest key to wrestling is having a sense of humor and a self-depre- self-deprecating uh, self of humor. The people, that, I love Bret Hart, but that was the problem with Bret Hart. It's like, dude, who cares, bro? You're losing in Canada. Nah. You're from and what? <laughs> yeah, but like, I was never going like, to say well with Yeah, but I know, t- but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. these guys, I, I read an interview with King Kong. I heard a shoot with King Kong Buddy about that. He goes, man, these guys, they get upset about losing and their character, this. And he's like, some of these guys really think they're like the guy. And yeah. he goes, they're not. But he goes, they think they are. He goes, I good for them. It makes them better wrestlers. He goes, for me, it was just a job. But Ronda is that sort of person. I think it pisses her off when people hate her and stuff, for real. Right, right. but here's another thing, right? So you you know exactly how the whole, her, her entire UFC career went, right? She loses, fades away forever, tried to come back. She did no media during the buildup, lost the fight, didn't do no, the like fight. She's not fight. gracious or classy going at all. In, That's the going thing. Going into WrestleMania, and this is where she probably, I don't know how she feels when the shoe's on the other foot. Becky Lynch is doing interviews saying, you watch. With Ariel Hawani, you watch. I'll beat her. And she'll crawl right back into that hole like she always does. She's not mentally strong enough to cut it in this game. And it's one of those things like, yeah, let her know, Becky. Let her know, Becky. Yeah, and she, yeah, she was right. Thing. And she's gone. And that's the thing. They, that's they, the they, thing, Kevin, because in wrestling, yeah. you there's going to be times where maybe for two years, people make fun of you. For yep. two years, you're the good, you know, people are going to love you. They're like, And you have to roll with it. You have to understand you're an yeah. actor. I think she sort of, I think she gets it because she knows wrestling, but I think she has a hard time with it. 
and then going out there and realizing, well, I've got to go out here like on tour, and yeah, I'm not even a champ. I got to lose and get beat up by Alexa Bliss for the next month. I think she's thinking, yeah. half that, I'm not doing that, right? But the thing is, like, she has to. She the only time she was pinned was in the match with Becky and Charlotte, and honestly, like, it was a roll up. Like, she didn't have to tap to the disarmer. Like, so there's still so much there, and that's the thing. If she comes back. She she would I mean she's absolutely if she does come back, Gabe, she's gonna be the most hated woman on the roster because of all of this stuff. You know what so I it mean? Worked, then. No, but and that's the thing. But yeah. she has to be ready for that. I, she can't come back and be like, "Hi, everybody!" Like, no, like we've we've now worked ourselves well, into no shoot. Fans. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's she's damn sure ain't coming back until this. Uh, so just just for the record, what she said, my family loves me and they appreciate me and all. I want my energy going to them. That was my decision at the end of the day. Um, it's like, hey, girls, uh, I love what you're doing. I'm going to try and take all my momentum and push you guys as far as I can. Fly, little birds. I'm flying home, and that was basically it. Uh, then Rousey goes on to say, uh, you know, a couple of days later, anyone who was outraged uh, by me calling pro wrestling fake fights for fun has never been in a real fight. Uh, when you're all top uh, tippy-toeing around, uh, bruising some pro wrestlers, huge soft egos, no one is thinking about real fighters. You're insulting when pretending pro wrestling is somehow the same level of uh, realism. And I'll tell you one thing, and you're a fan of MMA and of wrestling, and I can say I spoke to King Mo. Remember King Mo? Mm -hmm. So King King Muhammad, you know, uh, champion, he was in Strikeforce, et cetera, and, or Bellator, whatever, whatever the hell. Um, King Mo has done both. He told me, the pro wrestling is harder. Um, Frank Drake has done both. He said the pro wrestling is harder. They all said the same thing. I'd rather get punched in the face than like do the stuff you have to do in wrestling. Mm -hmm. Like basically, like King Mo is like it's a bitch. Like you know, like little things people don't even realize. Bouncing yeah. off the ropes, bro, hurts your back. Yeah, your like, sides, like, like right yeah, there. Yeah, like the the rope in your back. It's not like a natural thing. I, you know, one of the best interviews you know, I've ever done, one of my favorite interviews, and, and, the, and the, 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 the viewers loved it, was years ago. I had Raven on a couple of times. And mm. Raven was crazy, right? Yeah, Raven, yeah. like, would chew on light bulbs and, you know, the ECW <laughs> Philly stuff and, like, the whole, like, over-the-top, hardcore uh, stuff. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, man, I said, you know, you're chewing on light bulbs and thumbtack matches and glass and all that type of stuff. And he goes, ah, he goes, that stuff, when you get a little glass in your back, it's no big deal. He goes, the worst part of wrestling is the little things that no one knows. And he goes, uh, he goes, the ropes. He goes, mm -hmm. the ropes kill you. And uh, he was talking about, like, the, the, your opponent will step on your hand accidentally and stuff like that. <laughs> he's like, it's the little things. You know, you get your pinky right. stepped on. Like, he's like, you land awkwardly. He's talking about, like, and all fighters said the same thing to me. They're like, yeah, you get punched in the face, you can kind of avoid it. Like, they're like, there's no avoiding it. You're coming down, you know you're landing. And yep. it's not like that. There's nothing fake about landing on like a mat and stuff. Cause not just the ring no. anymore. You're landing in weird spots all the time nowadays. Right. Yeah, I mean, look at the, look at the spots. I'll, I'll put over the NXT uh, ladder match that they had with the women's wrestling. And one of the girls took a power bomb off of the turnbuckle to the outside. You, I didn't think that felt like you'd think that she got up after and was like, 
Like they didn't even. And the and the craziest thing is, a lot of the WWE stuff they've been able to put crash pads down to like save people. They didn't even put a crash pad down for this one. They're like, no, 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 we're going for it. And it's like I respect that. And I also saw another great comment. And this is where you gotta love like when wrestlers like all band together and different things. And they were like, hey Ronda, why don't you do a hundred death matches and see how you feel? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like come get these light chips yeah. to the head and get, 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 get in there, get in there with Terry Funk. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So old school yeah. and like we'll see how like fake any of this stuff is. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. And it's funny too because. We, you and I talked before about The Undertaker was sort of the policeman uh, for them. I've yeah. heard stories about Vince, when he gets mad at someone, he'll tell the the, the ring crew, tighten the ropes. <laughs> tighten the ropes. I believe it. Yeah, so there's just no, there's no give, right? Yeah. Like, people think it's like a movie. You know, oh, it's all fun, eh? They're bouncing around. No, 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 it's not all that fun. Like, they're saying, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They're taking a freaking yeah. beating, especially when Vince rolls them out there. All the time. Right. So speaking of which, uh, I brought it up earlier, the Bundesliga, the German soccer leagues looking to get back on track. Um, Syria, EPL, they all sort of have plans to sort of try to get back going. Uh, Vince McMahon announces that he's going live um, instead of pre-taping. Yeah. He's going live. Uh, all Elite is pre-taping on a weekly basis. They're not going live. Vince says, no, we're going to start to go live. And from what I understand, uh, word on the street is a lot of wrestlers are very unhappy. It was one thing to suck it up for WrestleMania. Yep. You know what I mean? We get it. And I, even I would get it. Yeah, yeah, we're doing WrestleMania. We'll figure mm -hmm. out a way to do this. Doesn't mean you all need to risk your lives to shoot live Raw right now. Like, it's... So, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Why, why don't just tape it? I don't understand the point of this. Mm -hmm. And to see the diabolicalness of it, I read, he gave everyone like a waiver, a piece of paper that basically says if the cops show up, mm -hmm. which lets you know he knows he's wrong right away. Of course he does. Like So he's like, he already told everyone. He goes, listen, when they show up, you're an essential person as part of this. Essential you're part of the, Yeah, you're essential. But they're, not, but they're not essential employees because none of them are damn full-time because, God forbid, we actually treated them appropriately. Here's the craziest part of this whole thing, right? So you, you mentioned, like, AEW. They did all of their pre-tapings in Georgia. The cops came. They tried to shut it down. They were like, look, we got this, bang, bang. They were like, okay, you have till now. And AEW, like, reportedly banged out enough tapings to last them a couple months. So they're not doing anything. They're and just that's why, like, Jericho was in his back. Backyard and they're doing things now, yes. right? Wherever they can come up. Yeah, because I heard you're right. They got booted out of Georgia and they went to Jacksonville after. Right, right. So, so, but with the thing with WWE is this is part of the report and this is where this is all like so messy. Apparently, in their deals with the USA Network and Fox, yeah. they can only have a certain amount of taped episodes. And of course, with like the European tours and they've things, already used it up. Huh? I, uh... Yeah. So I, I don't know if these networks are truly holding their feet to the fire. No, 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 no. Because no. that's what I was going to say. Because there's no way in hell legally, if you, you know, you and I aren't lawyers, obviously, but I don't need to be a sports lawyer that went to Iona. Um, you guys got a law, you got sports law over there? Uh, there's no way we're sending out lawyers into the room. Nah, we think we, eh, we might. Listen, Bad B. Bryant can't spell law. <laughs> if, I spot, if I spot him, he ain't a W. I'm just kidding, kid. I miss him. <laughs> It's a 50 50 shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, it's, it's, it's crazy because 
the the lack of regard, basically, as you stated. Yeah. He doesn't need to do it. That's what I don't I don't really really get. Like you know, I mean, you're forced you're forcing yourself to do this for for the TV tapings. And so as you mentioned, I saw this as well. And the same thing with the NBA. I guess the NBA, Kevin, they owe 70 games. It's sort of like a bet. Football game must go 55 minutes. Yeah, Their yeah. TV contract, they owe them 70 games. They got to like 62 or 63 or something. Right. That's why the NBA, the NBA could deliver a week a game, stop again, and say to the networks, you owe us $2 billion for the year. <laughs> right? And if they don't, then well, suddenly. But I'm just saying, fine. Kevin, I think Vince is using it as an excuse. Because there's no way in hell Fox and these corporations right. are going to be liable to say, so what, you guys force them to go live? Because of your contract, I think Vince like wants to go live to show he's tough. He's getting kicked his ass. AEW is kicking his ass. Right. I think he's just tired of sitting on his hands right now. I, it wouldn't surprise me. And look, I mean, they're also not even taking certain measures. There's a there's a tweet. Jerry Lawler was like, I called the airport next when their flight left for Orlando, and the and the airport was like, Well, what time can you be here? I mean, Jerry Lawler, like, you know, like you talk about, like, you know, when it comes to vulnerability and the age, like, Jerry Lawler should be sitting at home. Like, there's yeah. a reason why his buddy, Jim Ross, who they did this forever with and now works for AW, ain't been there in a long time. Because they sent JR home. You know, like, so it, well, it's... JR it, has bad luck, too. He'll get it right away if he was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, that's so... It, they just... It's it's crazy, man. And it's not it's not taking... I don't know well, why... That's the thing. Athletes are real no, people. Yes, it's the same thing yes. with sports, right? And people are sort of like... Wow, put them in a bubble. Put them here. Put them in Arizona. Put them in this. It's like, guys, they're real people. They're Olympic scared of the virus as well. Like, they yeah. don't, like, that's the thing. I read a wrestler say that. And he's like, you know, we're real people. That was essentially the, the thought. Like, basically, people are saying, oh, they're soft. Go to work. Well, you go to work. Go roll around in that match. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, and this is right, the hold, hold the thought. We got to take a quick break. We'll continue it. We'll get into uh, some NFL draft talk with Kevin as well. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get on a great sports grid. Game time decisions continue. So welcome to everybody listening to us on SB Nation, the loudest station in the nation. I am Gabriel Morency. We're throwing it down with the Raging Redhead. Cam Stewart. We're talking about the National Football League draft. We're taking your questions. So we'll get into a couple of other uh, loose ends from the sports world as well. But I am fired up 
uh, for this National Football League draft. There's just been so many hypotheticals, Cam, about, well, maybe they'll play and maybe in this month and maybe in that month. But with all that being stated, actually, I think there is somewhat of a light at the end of the tunnel. And we have to be careful how we integrate things ourselves back into society because there will be second and third waves and we're going to be living in a new normal right now. But you and I have talked about it. The leagues do have to try to figure things out. Yeah. And we're seeing right now in Europe, they're starting to come together a little bit, which will be pretty cool, actually, Cam. The Bundesliga. Mm. That's not the Bella's Russian Women's League no, and crap. They're real. That's they're a good. real league. That's a you know, that's as good as you know, it's it's a as good as it gets. It's a real pro sports league. So I think, Cam, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Probably about a month from now, we'll have some more real sports to start to bet on as the Bundesliga is, is coming together. Taiwan baseball is back, but I really don't. I'm not betting on Taiwan baseball no. at 4 in the morning all the time just because they're playing no. baseball in Taiwan. Exactly. Right? Bundesliga is a real sport. It's a real league with real teams and real players. Um, the Serie A in Italy. Yeah. They're, they're trying. Yeah, they're... They're trying, but, you know, I would slow down if I was in Italy right I now. agree. There's, yes. The thing is, they're getting impatient, Cam. They've been in lockdown for a while there. They're getting pissed off. You figure with all the dead people, they would fi- figure, hey, you know, we better chill out. But exactly. they missed their soccer, Cam. <laughs> yes. That's a good point. Yeah, like it's like soccer. Like it's it's been very, yeah, very. Yeah, like you think Trump wants not- NFL football? Like, trust yeah. me, in Italy, like yeah. people – People are like, when's football coming back, right? Like, they they want it back. This is interesting, though. Germany basically said no fans. They didn't make it official. Yeah. There's no fans in their league this year. Like, that's, that's a fact. But they basically stated it's their advice to everyone in Europe. And, Cam, Germans are smart, bro. Yeah. Right. In, like very yeah. ingenuitive. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're not yeah, stupid. On top of things. Yeah. They said that there shouldn't be any fans until like next year, next year. Well, that's when they're talking about the vaccine. 21, 21. Yes. That January 21. Not like this year, like January yeah. 1st. No, no. Pretty much, like we said, about 18 months from now. They said, and it's almost a non starter. I guess the Germans, like, because you need permission in Germany. Like Merkel and everyone have to say, all right, you guys can do this. And the way Germany is doing it, they're going to play in all their stadiums. They're playing in the regular stadiums, no fans, yep. yet they're going condensed. Kind of what I brought up with the NFL, which actually be pretty cool for gamblers and football fans. They're, they want to blast through this camp. They're not, they're not like, oh, everything's fine. They're going to start. There's no official start date. They're taking it, you know what I mean? So they're in training, et cetera. The plan is mid-May – and they're finished by the end of June. Season's over. No fans. Beautiful. Rapid fire. And that's what—that's the right way to do it. They're going to play every three days. Every yep. three days. Three games that's a day. Every three days is the plan type of thing. Sounds brilliant to me. To get it done that quick, because you know you're obviously dealing with these type of circumstances that are dangerous. Great idea. Quick season. Get it done. Hopefully by the time but we're talking about it. they test a lot in Germany. Yes, they, they do. It's like they have the genie in the bottle more already, right? Yeah. Yeah, they got and, on it earlier. See, and right? it's what we talk about, people. Like, this is for all you people like Dak Prescott and you idiots that Germany suppressed it immediately. Yes. Therefore, now they're already in the process of trying to bring sports back. Uh, yeah. We don't suppress it. We can't get sports back. Figure it out, people. Exactly. Like, I, I, you know what I'm like? You need, 
it's crazy to me because I even said this before. It upset me about Texas and these places before that were shutting down. Like I said, I don't care. If you want to injure yourself in life, go ahead and do it. But the longer that everybody doesn't self-isolate like, and social distance, et cetera, is the longer that we get back to normalcy in sports. So I remember, remember telling, remember the guy in Georgia a couple of weeks ago with the beaches and stuff. Yeah. And I said, I don't know, man. Like maybe you got to get like the Georgia Bulldogs to do like a PSA or something and say, listen, y'all, stay in, otherwise you won't get to see us play yes. football. I think like, that's a great idea. So I was thinking that, but and I even brought it up in Dallas. I said you got to get like the Cowboys or something to do like an announcement to tell people, guys, you're not going to have Dallas Cowboy football to watch in September if we don't. You might want to ask. You might want to yeah. ask the Dallas Stars because the Dallas yeah, yeah, yeah. already broke the rules. <laughs> well, I would ask the Dallas Stars. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't know where they are. That's a good point. Where are they? Like, but, where, uh, where are the hockey players? Can like people criticize <laughs> the NBA horse? Hey, they took a time out of their Sunday night. At least they tried. Chris Paul was cracking jokes. Like they were in a good mood. They were trying to entertain people. I don't know. Like the NHL players, guys, pathetic. I actually just read something that the NHL is proud how their players have been involved in social media and stuff. And you guys are I, AWOL. I don't know where the hell you are. No. I haven't seen any NHL player do any funny video. They haven't planned anything. Like how about can, how come one NHL guy can isn't in his driveway doing some trick shots for us? Just saying, hey, man, I'm Connor. Hey, it's Connor here. What's going on, guys? Bam. Like, just smashing tennis balls against the wall or something. Dude, even Roger Federer did a video of, like, he was just practicing. He's he also like, hey, donated, guys. him and his wife donated a hell of a lot of money, too. So, when you're talking about Mr. <laughs> Federer, no, Federer's the real deal. Like, this guy, like, class act, I gotta be honest with you. Like, if he runs for office, he's a lock in Switzerland one day. But that's a story for another day. You're right. We've got a lot of gymnast videos. We've got a lot of other stuff that we've shown on the program. You're right. I haven't really seen anything. I will say this. I think they're self-quarantining because I haven't seen them out partying or doing anything. But I haven't heard much from the league or you know what, right now? anything. Austin Matthews is just probably just pissed drunk every day. Yeah, I'm like, just thinking, I can't imagine him working out. I can just imagine like him and his, he's in Arizona in his big house just drinking all day probably. Like swinging golf clubs in the house, you know what I mean? Like, a golf simulator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. When you got a lot of money, you got a lot of toys, right? But yeah, you're right. I haven't seen any videos or anything. Hopefully they come up with a plan, but who knows? Now, this is something too. I don't know what the hell is going on with these guys. Um, so last week, last week, um, Bubba Wallace lost sponsors with Blue Emu because he quit in a rage over the, the NASCAR iRacing stuff, okay? This week, Kyle Larson's now suspended indefinitely after a video game in which he used a racial slur. And he starts, like, saying stuff. Other drivers say to him, yo, buddy, everyone hears you. Yeah. Now, I want to know, listen, he lost like Blue Emu, Bubba Wallace. Kyle Larson better, like, so you drop an N-bomb, you drop an N-bombs, and you're not going to lose sponsors and Bubba Wallace? Yes. What he did? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, that's insane. Screw uh, Blue He's Emu. He's playing a video Blue game. That's ridiculous. And they're like, he's friend. I'm like, well, this guy, you're, you, he, Bubba Wallace, who happens to be black. Yeah. The thing is, though, we should know, he wasn't calling anybody that. He yeah. dropped it as a, he was calling, dude, they're nuts. 
They actually, matter. they have spotters, Cam, for this video stuff. Yeah, 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 no, this is- There's this, a this. pit crew and spotters. He was yelling at his spotter, who's behind me? And he's like, yo, and then he drops it like, and then other people are like, yo, Kyle, what are you, an idiot? Like, people are like, Kyle. Like, everyone jumped in over the, the headset right away and said, yo, yo. And, oh, now he's apologizing. I don't care. It's too late. In today's world, uh, you can't do that. It's unacceptable. There's so many other things you could do. You could say dick or, you know, jerk or whatever. Like, like, like to use that, it's just so brain dead. No, oh, that's so guys. stupid. No, but how, like, how? I told you, though, the NASCAR guys are hotheads. Like, it, yeah. it, they can't even do, like, video games. They can't do a simulation without freaking... Oh, no, like, if yeah. I'm NASCAR now, I'm just shutting it down. shut it down, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm just saying, all right, guys, it's been two weeks in a row. One of you walks out like a little girl. You other one dropping, like, racial stuff. What the hell's wrong with you guys? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, we got to stop this. Like, cut the series. Yeah. Uh, they, keep going, but I'd warn them. Next guy, you're suspended for a year when we come you back. You know what's NASCAR, what's his car? Who's on his car? Larson. Who's his big deal? He's going to lose a sponsorship. Chip Ganassi Racing. Uh, that's big. Uh, that's McDonald's. Big McDonald's. Oh. oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's right. He is the McDonald's car. That is not a good situation. You better look for a new fast food chain. Yeah, yeah, you're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you can't do that. You cannot. You're lucky right now McDonald's, his president's got a lot on his mind with this yeah. virus and everything going on. But... about the restaurants and the drive-thrus. And now you got to work. He's got enough problems that he doesn't need to know what. Kyle Larson did what during a video game? Are we paid this idiot? He's like, got 289 emails. He's like, oh, my God, Larson, what are you no, doing? No, you're done. Like, yeah, McDonald's you're... has to drop him. Yeah, I would definitely. I yes. thought Blue Emu kind of overreacted with Bubba Wallace. I yeah. Blue Emu should settle down. Like, you got yeah. Chuck Lorber. The guy's a hothead. Like, yeah, you got yeah. emotional trick of video game. Like, come on. It's like it's like cream for, like, my... my didn't my even soul. insult anyone, Cam. Yeah. Didn't even all, you know what he said? He said, F you all. He goes, F you all, I'm out. And I guess he got up, and he sort of, like, threw... The worst, you know? was, worst was the way they did it, too. Like, Donald Trump was like, Blue Emu, you're fired! Like, like, a like they actually yes. firing him. I remember was, the harsh tweet? Blue Emu, we like drivers, not quitters. Exactly. <laughs> you're playing a video game, Blue Emu. Uh, you're right. This NASCAR video game, shut it down now before disaster happens. It's ruining gonna, lives, Cam. Next, we're going to get death threats and stuff. Like, enough. Like, stop. Watch the domino effect. The poor bastard at McDonald's that signed his deals, probably he's going to get fired now, too. The McDonald's guy's going to get that. Larson's done. And, and who's the jackass and who, what, what? Fire this yeah, guy. Get Dan on the phone. Yeah, right, yeah. Dan, you're the one. You're gone, too. Yeah. Just imagine if the guy, like, we won't realize the domino effect in life. Just imagine, like, the guy that did this is already pissing the boss off already. Yeah, yeah, he's done. And, like, Larson's his guy. You know what I mean? Like, he, Larson's, like, your client, like, McDonald's. You're right. The company's like, Larson could have just screwed a bunch of people over. Like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, the guy who hired him, like, who's, like, it's a good idea to hire Larson. We want him to represent McDonald's. The guy who did that could be on the edge, too. But Larson... I can't believe it, too. McDonald's? Oh, you're totally done. There's no way in hell you can sign right If they keep this guy around, uh, that's just uh, insane. Like, if it was, like, Red Man chewing tobacco, I'd be like, yeah, they'll, they'll probably just, like, they'll give him a slap on the wrist. <laughs> no, McDonald's, that's, uh, yeah, that's uh, your wrong company, bud. Honestly, though, like, what the hell are these guys doing? They're like, two, two weeks, huh? Like, it's like, oh, hell, hell in a handbasket. All right, 
it just tells you what people like. You don't know what kind of people the, there are, right? Like you don't know their tendencies and stuff. No, I know what kind of people they are. I just imagine what he really says during like when when we all can't hear him. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good, excellent point. No, yeah, yeah. yeah, the thing really is, these idiots though at NASCAR, they all know this. Yeah. NASCAR doesn't even like when they swear, right? Because it's the Bible Belt and stuff. And Kyle Busch, trust me, swears, Cam. All the time. Right, but remember we were talking, we talked on yesterday's show about how when you're a caddy, part of your jobs get yelled at. Like, these NASCAR drivers, they abuse the pit crew, bro. Oh, definitely. Like, Jordan, like, hey, what the hell? How come you didn't tell me this guy's running? Like, it's really, you know, they'll, they'll berate the car. This car sucks. How do you want me to win with this piece of, and, yeah. and then when it's going, oh, great job, guys. And they're going, yeah. like, they're back in it. Like, yeah, yeah, all right. They were really dancing today. We're nice and quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was at 19. It's like it's like a, it's helter skelter, right? But they all know everyone can hear you. The fans can hear you. Like the fans in NASCAR pay for that access cam. There's like NASCAR all access. Yeah. So you can hear inside the driver's car. I'm gonna be honest with you. The way things are going, they should probably lose that all access and go hit a get a mute button or a dump button. It's not working. <laughs> no, it's not. Right. I'm sorry. Got a great question from Pete. <laughs> Wish we had more time. Yeah. He always got good ones. Favorite goalie mask of all time, going old school. I got a few. I got a couple for you, Gabe. The the Gilles Malosh Cleveland Barons is my favorite, but the best out of them all, an oldie but goodie, Jerry Cheever's Boston Scars with all the scars on that mask. The Cheever's Scars, the Gilles Malosh Cleveland Barons, those are my two, but lots of good ones, lots of great ones from that era. Yeah, John Davidson used to have a badass Ranger. Oh, yeah, he mask. sure did. Great. In the old days. Um... I'm a big fan uh, of them all. Buddy in Detroit had a real cool one. The Jerry Cheever scars one is is right up there. The you know when I was a kid, I was a goalie and I was oh, I'm old enough that I actually um, I played when there was still goalie masks. Yeah. So I when I was a kid, I made my own. Them. Yeah. I customized. Them. Well, my yeah. mom did actually. <laughs> I'm like, well, my yeah. mom made it. <laughs> um, but I was a big fan of the rock band Kiss as a kid. <laughs> I made the goalie mask and made it like Ace Freely. Yeah, that's awesome. Which was pretty like innovative at the time too, right? right? Like right. especially because everyone had sort of standard masks. So I had like I had like the the like silver and black and stuff. It was real, real, real cool. But yeah, I think you nailed it. The Jerry Cheevers, the Jerry Cheevers is the staple. That's the staple, cause yeah, yeah. he he put he put stitches on it wherever he got hit with a puck. <laughs> Everywhere. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> wherever it would have been, yeah. so there was marks all over it. Yeah, like you know, he did the little stitch marks. But I'm looking here. Wayne Stevenson had a good. good oh, old Wayne Stevenson one. had a lot of good ones too with Philly. Yeah, Stevenson's good, definitely. Uh, that Whalers one's. Oh, good. It was Jim Rutherford. That's who was the goalie. Rutherford had good ones too. Yeah, bad. He always had. All those guys in the '70s had the cool flat. You're right. Like just sort of badass masks, you know. Even our boy Mike Liute from the old days used to have good masks. Danielle Bouchard, yeah, the Calgary Flame one. They were all great. Like the '70s masks are the best. Bernie Wolf's USA mask is real cool. You mentioned the Joe Malosh, the Barons. Awesome. That's like, um, yeah, that's as cool as it gets. Right? Yeah, that's how I told you. Those are my two. I got Cheevers with the stitches and and uh, Malosh, uh, legendary. You can't forget, though, about Ken Dryden in the oh, classic. Ken, yeah, it, they're, they're, he, he's good. They're all good. That era, you said it. The mask back then, awesome. 
Yeah, everything is. Uh, everything was just better in the seventies. TV, everything, yes, yes. logos, jerseys. You know what I'm saying? Like just, just, just everything. Uh, everything was. All right, uh, good, um, good stuff, uh, Cam. Yep. As always, uh, Kevin Walsh is going to step up and in. Our boy uh, Walsh, another great Iona product. Iona's on fire. <laughs> they are. Iona's running the show. We love yeah. the Gales. Iona's uh, <laughs> taking things over, and it's funny because uh, yeah, the Westchester and Roger Goodell is actually going to be announcing a pick from his um, from his basement, basement. Right, right from Iona. He lives out there. I think he lives on the same street as Puccio. <laughs> Does he really? <laughs> Puccio's another kid. Makes bigger money than us. Goodell's his neighbor. Him and Mariana Rivera. Like I don't know. I don't know where all these guys get the he money. Knows that, he knows everybody. Poor Yanks dodging bullets in Spanish Harlem. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.